Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Wow, wow. It is tough up here, ain't it strong? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Glory to God. Amen, amen. Well, Father, we thank you. We just thank you for all that you are doing for your people this morning, how you are pouring in the oil and the wine and the soul wounds answering questions of why, the wherefores and the why comes, and bringing healing to those areas. God, we thank you for that today. Wow. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. In your great name we pray. We thank you for all you're doing. Help us today, God. We thank you for your help in Jesus' great name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. We just want to quickly thank uh, Dan for this opportunity and, and, and uh, Apostle and Susan for our standing here today. Thank you for this time. And I want to thank my better three-fourths for everything else. <laughs> amen, amen. Praise God. Quickly, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Very familiar uh, uh, scripture. It says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Amen. Quickly this morning, just a little bit, we want to talk about kingdom thinking. Kingdom thinking, and I know that for this house, kingdom thinking is like preaching to the choir, but even the choir needs to practice. Amen. If the choir don't practice, they'd be out of rhythm, out of flow, and out of tune with what they already know. Kingdom thinking. So quickly, we know that when we are saved, we are saved by asking the Lord Jesus to come, in, to come into our lives. Amen. And we become born again. And, or other, I think another way to say it is that we become a reborn person. A reborn person. Now let's quickly look, look at that verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and see if we can break that out a little bit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, new things have come. The New, New American Standard Version says. And so I think it's very important to understand what the scripture is telling us as it relates to kingdom thinking. It's telling us that when we enter into Christ, we are transformed into a new man, a new creation, a new creature. The word new in the Strong's reference, number 2936, means that we become the occupation. You know, what is occupation? Occupation is your job or occupation is like you can occupy a nation. You can occupy a city. But in this case, becoming a new creature, it's both. God occupies us and we become his job. Uh, being a new creation. Amen. So uh, we are new creation 
of the manufacturer, God, and we are his proprietorship. So if you can put that on NASDAQ, man, your stock just went through the roof, amen, knowing that's who you, you are, right? So in other words, you are God's business. There's a God who manufactures us and will occupy us and set up his kingdom in us. This is the reason why old things must pass away so that the new can come. Amen. It's no longer our business, but it is his business that we are commissioned to do as he directs us. Kingdom thinking. And so that very next verse, uh, verse 18 says, now all these things are from God. What is that telling us? It's telling us that a supernatural God wants to occupy a natural man and make him into a supernatural being. Amen. He wants to make you into a supernatural being. That's why God puts his Holy Spirit in us and give us power. Amen. And so, so, so we think kingdom. We, 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 there's power in our words and our actions. Amen. So, but, so, but without this revelation, old things do not pass away. So it behooves us to recognize who we are in God so that the old natural things can pass away and so that everything else can become new because God is in us. Being at, at, uh, we are his occupation at work in us, occupying in us. Amen. And we all seem to uh, notice that too many people get born again with the gospel of salvation. Someone said it earlier, but live in bondage. Because they do not move from a gospel of salvation to the gospel of the kingdom. It's, it's so not moving to the gospel of the kingdom. It's like going to war, you say, but you don't have any bullets in your gun. Amen. So what do you have? Bondage. So when we receive, so, so like, so look, this is a, a perfect example. Someone uh, 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 in public or whatever wants to uh, do something that's not right, and you have a carry permit. They want to do something, you're going to do, they want to do da-da-da, but since you have power and you have bullets, you say, I, I don't think so. <laughs> so. So why? Because you, you, you have kingdom. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen. Authority, yes. So, so, uh, uh, so when we receive the Holy Spirit, uh, God sets up his kingdom in us. He sits us with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. It gives us the mind of Christ so that we are able to think supernaturally, which is necessary if we are to know the things that God has for us. See, God doesn't live in us for us to think naturally. He lives in us for us to think like God. Amen. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know. Know what? Know the things freely given to us. 
It's hard to be free. <laughs> but if you don't know it belongs to you. Amen. Amen. So it also says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says that no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And we have Holy Spirit, right? He, he will freely give us the mind of Christ so that so we will then think supernaturally and know the truth of God. We was talking about the truth of God in the worship earlier this morning, right? Knowing the truth of God is what makes us free, right? So John 8, uh, 31, 32 says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciple. You are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, notice it doesn't just say the truth will set you free. It says knowing the truth that you know. So that's why the enemy tries to distract us with other things, so you won't know truth. The truth that you know will make you free. What is that? It's kingdom thinking. We all have a Bible of some, in some format that is filled with truth. Yet amazingly, most of God's people are not free. Carrying truth. You got truth on your phone. You got truth uh, right in the, back, in the back, of your back of your window all turned up, burned with the sun. <laughs> Amen. All of that, you know, uh, 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 but yeah, not free. And one thing I, I noticed, I, I, we have now 20 plus years of prison ministry. We noticed there are always two type of people that normally stand out with me. One type of person is one who has allowed not only to have the gospel of salvation, but also have they have moved into the gospel of the kingdom. And that, that, that brings a knowing, and they walk in an obvious freedom. They walk in an obvious peace while in that difficult environment. And, man, I look at some people, and I say, and it amazes me. I say, man, wow, man, they've been here since we first started. But they have this peace. They have this freedom and rest that they walk in. But then there's a second type of person I notice is also this is a person he got, he has a Bible full of truth he come out when it, the time for him to come out yet he's 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 he remains in bondage because of not allowing the Holy Spirit not allowing truth to move him from a gospel of salvation to a gospel of the kingdom, Amen. Which will affect your thinking, right? So when we allow the Holy Spirit to connect us to the mind of Christ, he gives us an auction to know the truth. And that knowing is what makes us free. Kingdom thinking, amen? Amen. And that same person who, you know, you see that same person, he gets out. But because he had not moved to a, a, a gospel of king, kingdom thinking, not many days later, he's back in again. Well, so I think it's interesting to note how 
uh, that in the New American Standard Bible in the King James Version, it says the truth will make you free. In other versions, it was changed to say the truth will set you free. Hmm. Now, I, I lean toward the, the New American Standard Version, the King James Version of this Bible, because that she says, that she says, the New American Standard Bible, he said, it's the Bible that Paul preached from. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> so I'm leaning toward the New American Standard. <laughs> that says it makes you free, right? Uh, amen. But, you know, uh, but, but, the word, but the word make versus the word set free it may be inconsequential. I understand that. But little stuff like that gets my attention. Amen. The word make you free means to liberate, to exempt, or to no longer be a slave to. We are made or transformed by God. It is the occupation and the business of God who manufactures us into reborn sons of God. He's, he's, it's his occupation to make us free amen you you can set you, you can set free but in set free you can set a person free from prison but if he does but he still not live but he still doesn't live in freedom many times I, I see guys who have uh, been set free but they're on the corner with a sign they, they actually they were doing much better in prison because they did not, because their mind wasn't transformed into kingdom thinking. Amen. You, you can have a person who has uh, been set free, but still not live in freedom, still not live in the peace of God. Amen. So that's why Clay often says that where the spirit is Lord, that's freedom. What is that? Kingdom thinking. Kingdom thinking comes to us by having the mind of Christ. If we are the body of Christ and he is our head, should we not have his mind? In the natural realm, we have a body, we have a head that has a mind that, that thinks and tells us what to do, right? Yet, in 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, but the natural, mind, natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So without the mind of Christ, we, now again, this is to the choir, I understand it. Without the mind of Christ, we possess, we possess the word from a natural perspective. Everybody has a Bible, but without the mind of Christ operating, without uh, thinking supernaturally, you 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 have your Bible, with but uh, thinking from a natural perspective, and then what happens? Our thinking will have heaven concerning that individual have heaven to conform to earth standards, rather than rather than the earth conform to heavenly standards in their life. Amen, and being transformed by it. It's kingdom thinking. And so now we are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, a reborn son or daughter who dwells, 
who, in whom dwells the business and the occupation of God. That requires us to think differently. Our walk is determined by how we think. So we apply the mind of Christ to ourselves. In other words, we must, as the Bible uh, says, put on the new man. Ephesians 4, 23, 24. And, if you, and, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new self, which is in the, which is in the likeness of God and have been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So that should be an easy choice, right? Kingdom thinking. The mind of Christ is applied to us by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Holy Spirit knows the very thoughts of God. What a totally awesome thought. To know that there is one who lives in you who knows the very thoughts of God. So the question that Aura Blackmore asked was, he would say something like, well, what does God know? <laughs> Amen. And here's the answer. Well, there's one who lives in you who knows what God knows. How awesome is that? What does God know? Everything. And one that lives in you knows what God knows. Wow. Kingdom thinking. Well, that just blows me away when you think about it. So again, uh, John 8, 31, 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly, my, you are truly disciples of mine. And, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So what is truth? Most believers think truth when we think about truth, we think about the Word of God, called the Bible. We read it, we quote it, we study it, we try to obey it, right? But truth is actually more than just a word. Truth is a person. Jesus says, John fourteen six, said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So when we have the mind of Christ and use kingdom thinking, it reveals truth, and truth reveals the lie of the enemy that keeps believers in bondage. The enemy uses lies to steal our truth. He knows that, that knowing the truth would make us free from the lie. Amen. Jesus says the devil is the, devil is the father of lies, and there's no truth in him. The, the word lie in the scripture is called vanity. 86 times in scripture is referred to as vanity because it is empty. It is an untruth. And it has no evidence. That sounds kind of like the impeachment stuff going on. <laughs> no evidence and untrue, right? So the goal of the enemy is to use temptation to cause us, listen, he wants to cause us to make his lie true concerning us. Well, how does that work? Well, the enemy will run an untruth thought through your mind. And, 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 if you, and, and it's not even your thought to begin with. 
And if we're not careful, we will start repeating that thought, confessing that thought, chewing on that thought. Amen. And, and, and before you know it, uh, uh, the power of life and death that is, in your, that is in your mouth, the creative ability in your mouth will come into agreement with that lie and cause that lie to become, become true concerning you. And you end up being snared or captured and imprisoned by your own words, by your own mouth. Now, if that doesn't fry your grits, I just don't know what we are. But <laughs> use your mind, your mouth to imprison you. Amen. Amen. So this, listen, the fact that he must use temptation is an acknowledgement that he knows that we have the power. If he had the power, he wouldn't have to tempt us. Because why? Because we are the bride of Christ for eternity. We are the body of Christ on the earth. Christ is our head. The truth of who, the truth who is a person lives in us. We are his occupation. We are his masterpiece. He shed his blood in order for us to become a reborn person. He loves us before he said, let there be. At Calvary, he said, it is finished. And then he went and prepared a place for us. That where he is, we may be also. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters and little darlings, believe it or not, that's power. Amen. So the enemy tempts us to see uh, if we will believe the lie. Now remember, there's no truth in the enemy. We have truth. and He does not. So through temptation, we make the lie true by believing it. Why, you believe it, why? Because there's a lack of kingdom thinking. One example of a lack, here's a, a tremendous example of a lack of kingdom thinking. King Solomon. How many of you know God had him set completely up as king and kingdom? Not only that, he was the wisest man that ever lived. Amen. But a lack of obedience and a lack of a kingdom thinking in a particular area causes heart to be turned away from God and cause the kingdom to be ripped from his son because of a lack of kingdom thinking by the king, a lack of kingdom thinking by the wisest man that, or the wisest man that ever lived. Wow. He had knowledge of new stuff that he, he, he had no prior knowledge of. He knew stuff about plants and animals and the little twigs that grow in the wall and, and had revelation knowledge of all these things but a lack of kingdom thinking in this in one particular area caused it to be ripped from his family line kingdom thinking and so we all have always have before us and in our mouth the power of life and death we have power to choose truth that gives life. Amen. And the enemy is after that word of truth that is in us. He tempts us for the purpose of stealing that truth so that we will believe a lie. And then, and, and then we fulfill it by thinking it as like, like it was our own idea or our own thought. One reason we believe it is because we think it is our thought and it did not originate with you. But we think it's our, he masked it as it being our thought, and we just carried it out because we thought it was something we thought about. 
And it wasn't. It was a, it come, it wasn't your thought at all. And so, and so, and so once the lie is accepted as truth, it becomes real. It has power to work against you. Because without our acceptance, the lie stays empty and without power. And so, Pastor Dan, other week, gave us a, a what I call a supercritical and crucial truth uh, to use as a weapon against the enemy. You know, you know if you if you if you watch uh, Pastor Dan, he just casually walk around, just casually flip out truth and casually flip out just crucial stuff like it's nothing, you know. <laughs> And, every, and everything, and, and, and uh, but here's, here's what he says. He, he says simply, when the enemy tries to, to bring you into agreement with his thought, so that's what he tries to do with his thought, bring you into agreement. Your agreement brings it into life, action, and power. He simply, he just, there just simply says, uh, uh, he simply says with that, uh, use your you using your mouth, the creative power and authority in your mouth. Just simply say, "I do not agree with that thought." Boom, and you can literally feel it lose power. Like whoosh, it loses power because it does not have your acceptance. It does not have your agreement. Amen. What is that? It's kingdom thinking. Amen. So in order to believe the lie, we must believe, well, in order to believe the lie, we must believe that what God said is not true. Example, Adam and Eve. <laughs> and even, even Kanye West is, 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 is beginning to understand it. <laughs> believe it or not, he had, it on, the, he had on his new album, uh, Jesus is King. It has a song that says, we have everything we need. And the song says, what if Eve wanted to make apple juice? Are you going to do what Adam do? No, baby, put that, put that thing back on the tree because we have everything we need. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So even, even Kanye West is getting, is, 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 is getting it. Amen. In other words, put it back on the tree. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Leave it on the tree by saying, I do not agree with that thought. And you feel it lose power. Amen. Do not agree with it and you leave it on the tree. And, and, we, and we do have all we need. Amen. We, we, we do not have to, we have no need to believe the louder enemy because we are kings and priests. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are legal citizens of heaven. Kingdom thinking. You see, the power comes by supernatural thinking with the mind of Christ. And, and it reveals the difference between true and lies. And you see, even on TV, the news and the culture and all everywhere, people are, the, the, the lies between a truth and a lie has been grayed out, not really knowing what is true and what is a lie. That's why we need the mind of Christ. So uh, this is what the scripture calls the hidden wisdom that God predestined before the ages 
to our glory. First Corinthians 2 and 7 says, But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages. And it says that hidden wisdom predestined, destined beforehand, pre, is to our glory. He, said, he didn't say it was for his glory. He said it was for our glory. For our glory. For our glorious honor. What a loving heavenly father. That he said, he, before he said, let there be, I have wisdom for their glory. <laughs> Whoa. Kingdom thinking. To think or understand by the spirit of God. It's for our glory. Verse 8. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Glory to God. So, the power of life and death are in our tongues. Proverbs 8.21. If we, if we have before us then life and death, and we carry the power to choose, right, one or the other, then when it comes to kingdom thinking, neither one can exist unless you choose it. Wow. So Holy Spirit is in us to teach us truth. And when we know truth, the lie is exposed. And when we apply the mind of Christ, Holy Spirit will give us an anointing to know truth. 1 John 2.20, but you have an anointing from, Holy, from the Holy One. And you know, know the truth that you know. And you know all things. The word know in this scripture, gosh, the word know, uh, the word know in the scripture means to allow or to make appear. God wants us to know something so that we can do something and make his truth or his will appear on the earth. But what we see in, 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 in the news, for all the most part, is, is what the enemy thoughts is put in people's mind. And they, they operate with that. And the enemy's will is being exhibited on the earth. But God's will is also happening as well. Amen. Amen. But it's the knowing that empowers his words. You shall know the truth, and that truth that you know will make you free. What is that? That's kingdom thinking. Amen? Amen. God bless you.